Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the Sustainable Development Goals and the Roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoyed today's SDG Talks podcast. Today, I am speaking with Akshay Guntetti, who is a a wastepreneur, you heard that right, a wastepreneur and environmentalist. And he's currently working as the head of the part, head of partnerships at Greenworms Waste Management Company in Kerala, India. And really, what the discussion today is all about is to hear how their organisation is trying to not only deal with waste, as you might imagine, the Greenworms Waste Management Company, but also how they can create new jobs and how they can actually make recycling cheaper for the recycling companies and really he just presents an amazing business case um, and amazing program that the company are running and over the last five years they've created 325 new jobs 80 percent of that workforce being women and they have managed to prevent i think i might have my mass right but 10 million kilograms of waste from entering uh, rivers dumps the natural environment in some cases um so really what they're doing is amazing and i hope you enjoy this uh, listening to this as much as i enjoyed uh, speaking with him today thank you very much for coming on the sdg talks podcast thank um, you. and that's the reason that we are here today is to hear about the work that you're doing and um and everything that you do for sustainable development and, and, and what you do for the sustainable development goals. So I thought for a good place to start would be with your profession, with the company that you're working for, Green Greenworms Waste Management. And when I hear Greenworms Waste Management, I, I, I picture a huge tub of worms eating up waste and pooing out some sort of fertilizer that could be used for some other purpose but i don't think that's exactly what green worms waste management do. I, uh, I think uh, uh james it's a i think uh, it's a great platform to be here you know thank you so much and uh, as you rightly said you know green worms uh, is something the concept uh when our ceo has started is something you know uh, recovering the maximum waste try to use and uh, we started with food waste uh, in a small village in kerala uh, where we used to manage, uh, you know, around like 200 kgs of waste, our founder himself. And uh, slowly the community started recognizing, uh, you know, our efforts as well as they realized the importance of, you know, uh, managing the waste. Uh, that's how, you know, their journey has begun. And uh, the Greenworms uh, fundamentally works on uh, three principles, uh, you know, minimizing the waste. Uh, second is on you know maximum recovery and you know ensure the waste has been disposed uh, so uh, these three ways uh, you know as we started growing we've been working with various uh, villages and as well as the municipalities you know uh, uh, in India and our focus was majorly on how we can uh, support the villages as well as the towns uh, which are which uh, at a grassroots level, which has very less infrastructure or a fund or a significant importance has been given uh, in terms of policy wise. So that's where we realized, you know, uh, 
the need of you know uh, going at a grassroots level and second the model we adopted is more on a decentralized waste management uh, where you can create a maximum number of jobs so uh, currently we created around like you know over the last 5 years we created around like you know 320 dignified jobs and uh, thankfully uh, you know 80% of them are the women uh so you know we are getting very good results so we decided uh, to be a women driven uh, you know waste management companies to create you know 5x dignified jobs in next 5 years yeah that's a mm. kind of uh, a, you know so you've uh, seen in 5 years you've created 320 jobs right and uh, how many more jobs do you want to create in the next 5 years i think uh, this november 13th we are completing our 5 years it's our 5th anniversary Uh, I mean, it took for us five years to figure out a model and uh, kind of explore, you know, what are the core areas, you know, which can create. Mm. So, without wasting time, I would say we aim for five x impact. So, you What's, know, okay, five times. All right, right, right. Yeah, okay. You know, that's something uh, even we are looking at because so far the you know the model has been built a kind of a robust systems has in place, so we should not. looking at uh, creating 100 jobs a month, year rather than mm. we should scale up uh, that's like a hockey stick mm. uh, you know start and then there's a once you reach to a point where you figure out you can fly just fly higher so, <laughs> okay right. so so talk talk us through the process actually so right. you you've you've started uh, let's say you said it's very grassroots it's very local so you're moving to a new area new village new township how does how does the process begin right uh, so what we do is wherever you know either we reach out or the the you know the municipalities or the local administration reach out and our wherever we want to start it's like a partnership with the government body so if they are supportive passionate to solve the waste crisis only then only we work it's not about the finance or you know other but it's more of cooperation to understand the importance so what we do is we collaborate with the municipality we understand their uh, you know uh, challenges we do a waste audit you know in terms of how much is the waste uh, consumption generation and you know how much has been waste collected uh, how much uh, houses or local business has a proper collection system and uh, what is the disposal you know how much waste has been recovered and all uh, so once we do audit then we come up with a customized solution so our a model is more on understanding uh, based on the local uh, you know cultural and you know uh, infrastructural uh, requirements uh, but more often mm-hmm. we uh, what we do is once we uh, do a audit we uh, we engage either we do the uh, collection by ourselves or by the government staff or we engage uh, you know the local self help groups who are the a women we make uh, we onboard a group of women let's say 10 or 20 p women members and we form them as a enter like a micro enterprise and uh, they will act as intervention between green worms and the the government bodies and they will implement the uh, activities such as door to door collection uh, segregation and all before that we give them the training and all so it's a kind of we give them train help them in nurturing so we provide mentorship and all and uh, for us i think the self help groups has been a model where we are getting a very good results because mm. 
for example uh, if we hire the local workers you know uh, women as a dignified job uh, we are able to pay 350 to 500 rupees per day or you know uh, but uh, you know uh, starting with 350 rupees but uh, when you form a group of women working you know on a performance base their income is an average of 500 to 600 rupees so it's like you it's like a freelancer you work and you earn more and you have a basic pay which is you know a standard pay not below the market uh, so, you, so that- you you come in you come in you find a region and you you want to solve the waste issues you want to clean up the waste problems you want to create new jobs and you will hire 10 to 20 people who will then have a permanent job or is it a job for a contract period right uh, so one is the first model is we onboard them on a contract basis under us uh, and uh, which has a minimum wages which would be let's say 300 to 500 indian rupees and uh, after that uh, the second model is basically we onboard a group of women from the local community which are mm. from marginalized community who are actually earning uh, less than 200 rupees per day uh, so mm. we onboard them and we give the training and we provide them the whatever the financial operational capital or you know cap you know machinery required and they operate and where the income uh, you know generated it's not like a salaries is a income so their income would be if they go with the first option they would get a standard money just a 350 or 500 per day an average but here their income would double up so it keeps on increasing as they manage more volumes of waste or recover more uh, num- uh, uh, quantity of recyclables and and the funding is is all from the local government the local municipality uh, right uh, what we have a model is uh, yes uh, what uh, we engage the self help group to collect the waste from the households so what we is the households will pay a certain tipping fee Uh, which would vary from you know 20 rupees to 100 or 200 rupees depends on the locations uh, and uh, that money is be directly given to the self help group and the self help group will uh, then segregate the waste and then they sell it to the green worm so uh, kind of a model where uh, uh, in a technically it's kind of like outsourcing our work at the same time we But are train them as well uh letting them stand on their own uh, you know uh, mm. uh, launch pads so mm-hmm. you know they also feel like they are also waste preners uh, they mm-hmm. also work with a lot of sense of pride that they are solving the crisis and all yeah so it's like it's like you've created the middle person in this chain right um, in the value chain rather than just having your own employees so that they can run themselves right and then they sell you the waste and then What do you do with that waste once green worms? We do is uh, you, you've got the way all the waste of Kerala. What do you do with all that household waste? Right. Uh, I think uh, again we we just have a you know maybe twenty to thirty percent of the market uh, we were able to uh, only, capture only twenty to thirty percent. How many people live in Kerala? Probably a hundred million or something. So yeah, you've got small. you've got yeah. a market size bigger than the Nordic countries where I'm sitting right now. Right. <laughs> But again, you know, it's uh, we have in Kerala itself there are around two hundred and fifty gram panchayats or villages. Uh, so. again uh, it's a huge to capture but again as uh, i talk right now it is a phase where we are scaling up the numbers would keep on increasing 
but uh, to add on, uh, our uh, focus was more maximum recurring of driveways. So uh, our local team segregates around like 30 to 40 types of driveways. So plastics, again, there are like, you know, five to 10 categories, paper. So all this driveways has been uh, segregated so well, even the negative value ways. Uh, so for everything, there is a value chain, uh, you know, uh, has been built. So we work with the end-to-end -end recyclers. So whatever the waste that we buy from these villages, and then we send it to the directly to a recycler. Uh, but in a uh, other way is you have a, for every town there is someone, then it goes into like a phased manner. But uh, here, what we are trying to do is uh, to create direct supply chain, chain to the recycler so that uh, they get best price and uh, the money keeps coming into the system. Mm -hmm. And what? how can you see this? Do, do you think it's going to be problematic to try and scale this up bigger and bigger and bigger and outside of Kerala and across India? How uh, does the how does that match up? Because it is so local and grassroots um, in I many think, ways. Uh, yeah. As we told, uh, we are like, a, you know, we uh, are always like a beta based services, you know, where we keep on, uh, you know, uh, changing our systems based on the local cultural behavior. Because if you see, probably since you told you visited India, uh, in southern India, we just have five states. We spoke five different languages, and the consumption patterns are very different. So the waste streams are very complex. The Kerala, the the kind of waste we get is something good, but uh, there are other states which the the waste segregation at the source is uh, very difficult. So uh, we have challenges, but we we st already started working in uh, certain uh, places like Odisha, Andhra Pradesh. Telangana and Tamil Nadu, where uh, we are working at a small scale, uh, but uh, we pivoted, you know, we are, are trying to address the local needs as well mm -hmm. as uh, uh, parameters. But uh, at the end, it's the more or less scalable only uh, thing is able to adopt to the local systems. Mm -hmm. You are able to adopt, you can be in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It's important to, to be context specific as well. Do, right. do you have any idea then on, I mean, let's say you, you didn't come into a town or a village and implement your solution. What would that that area otherwise do with the waste if you didn't if you like, didn't come in? Uh, see, in India, I think uh, the, the due to the huge, the, you know, the geographical, it's huge, very large. Uh, of course, the, you know, uh, the population density is higher, but uh, there are certain constraints. Uh, where, you know, the there are still places where there is no door to door waste collection is happening. So most of the ends, uh, uh, you know, pile up in the dump yards or end up in the local nearby rivers, canals and all. Uh, mm. One thing, uh, you know, the before the situation is the municipalities were not able to, uh, or you know, uh, completely take care of the entire waste because if, if you look at the Indian uh, context, the 80 percent of the ownership of the waste belongs to the government uh, because of our policy structured and all. Uh, so the private players can't really uh, do much because the ownership of the waste belongs to the government. But uh, recent things had changed where the municipalities or uh, villages are, you know, trying to bring in new players who can actually help them. Uh, so the earlier the waste has been 
there is no waste collection even the waste collected they collect from household and directly dump in the dump yard uh, there is no uh, structure but again in i'm to- if you talk about chennai bangalore and all these are the big cities right with a population with few millions where uh, they have a fund and all but uh, when i talk at a grassroots level uh, there is no such infrastructure uh, and mm. uh, the fund that get allocated to this uh, uh, towns and villages would be less you know their mm-hmm. priority would not be a waste management uh, so most of the waste used directly i can say uh, 80 to 100% of the waste used to go to the dump yards directly mm. what we are able to do is we are engaging the households to uh, segregate the waste at the source which became the uh, you know making these local communities aware of the importance and mm. uh, make them dispose the waste responsibly uh, the second is once the waste uh, whatever the dry waste we get we are segregating all types of waste so that's where we 30 to 40 types uh, that's huge you know and we get a uh, lot of uh, positive value waste and negative value waste such as multi layer plastics and all uh with our thing uh, with our model we are able to recover almost 85 to 90% of the entire dry waste generated in the municipality uh the 10% would be some kind of uh, waste uh, uh like you know thermocol or you know certain uh, uh negative very negative value waste which don't uh, we were not able to we, that need to what's, be sent what's a what's a negative value like a very thin plastic or no no i uh, know uh, we recover all types of plastics okay so what what would you what would you not recover uh, the only uh, thing is there is certain negative value waste like cloth and all uh, mm. which are something that no value can be generated but we are trying to uplink it to certain maybe at least safe disposal uh, in the waste to energy plants and all Uh, but again uh, uh, again 5 to 10% would be remain uh, you know probably it goes into scientific landfilling and all uh, mm. but 85% it would be a, it would be a really cool stat if you could say you know we at green worms waste management have saved this year this much from landfill okay this much plastic or this much i don't know do you, do you have any rough idea of those numbers I, it's a I, bit i can do that uh, probably uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll 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 put it in the we'll put it in the description below. We'll put it in the description below for anyone listening to the podcast. Um, right. Uh, so uh, for us, I think last year we were able to recover green worms. Uh, was able to recover almost ten thousand tons of uh, you know uh, tons. Uh, that's huge. Right. So that's uh, um, what's that? Ten million kilograms of waste. <laughs> right, right. so you know that was the impact we've been able to create and every year the numbers has been increasing because mm-hmm. uh, what uh, we see is in india the waste management sector is something people look like uh, it's not something very professional or you know it it's need to be you know kind of very ignored uh, mm-hmm. but what we created is kind of uh, bringing new lot of youngsters if you see uh kind of working in these domains as a project managers and lot of women working in this sector uh we are uh, kind of bring a very uh, professional approach uh, to mm-hmm. the system uh, earlier it's quite unorganized but right now uh, whatever the waste management operations we uh, do it's completely data driven and uh, it's all we have everything there is a safety standard and you no know, standard operating procedure for each uh so 
I think we should the waste management sector should have a very systematic growth. So then, actually, how how are you? Two questions: How are you working with the SDGs, and how are you working with government or national policy to to achieve your objectives? Uh, right. Uh, to answer, I think uh, the SDGs. Our focus was majorly on the uh, SDG one: no poverty with the you know amount of dignified jobs for low income pro poor uh, communities trying to uplift uh, so james uh, for us uh, you know the sdgs are very important you uh, know to measure the impacts on ground and the priorities is uh, the first is you know uh, no poverty sdg 1 because the women or the you know dignified jobs we are creating was more focused on pro poor and marginalized communities and the second is you know uh, Uh, sustainable you know uh, cities and communities because lot of our work is driven as a community and local stakeholder engagement as well as government uh, and the uh, the other sdg is sdg 12 which focuses on uh, you know responsible consumption and production where we engage with lot of uh, you know brands you know on uh, implementing their policies such as extended producer responsibility aligned with circular economy objectives Uh, and the last is you know life below water sdg 14 uh, which more emphasize on recovering the plastics uh, uh, being we operating at most of the our uh, outlets uh, you know of, uh, operations are in you know coastal regions uh, mm-hmm. so for us you know recovering of plastics and ocean bound plastics are you know uh, plays a very crucial role in you know measuring the impact and you know protecting the marine life and oceans mm. amazing and 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 what would you say to the to the national policy side of things right uh james for the national uh, policies i think india is in the right uh, place with uh, recently uh, the you know we have um, municipal solid waste management rules as well as you know plastic waste management rules where uh, the lot of uh, strict regulations has been brought up and even though are being monitored uh for example uh, the uh, you know the businesses or you know any uh, local institutions which generate more than you know 100 kgs of waste uh, or more uh, you know they are known as bulk waste generators where they are accountable for responsible disposal of the waste and a lot of companies which are you know fmcg brands or any brands which are using plastic in the packaging uh, for them uh, the you know the government has introduced Uh, extended producer responsibility you know being in india where we don't have much funds to manage the waste you know the funds uh, supporting uh, by these companies uh, through the sustain uh, uh, extended producer responsible dpr uh, has become a good funding platform you know uh, to recover the waste and uh, actually that's making this company sudden to achieve their circular economic goals uh, mm. so we've been kind of working with sudden uh you know uh, companies as well as you know we we participate in various uh, policies drafting as well as you know uh, you know local communities you know because in india uh, there are many states so each state has a you know customized local regulations even a, mm. a town and village it's had its own local governance which can make mm. certain regulations uh, we are also you know enforcing certain uh, like you know ban on use of single use plastics so we are trying to engage with the local bodies uh, we are trying to put certain restrictions on you know dump uh, dumping or you know uh, open littering of waste into the rivers and water bodies uh, those 
uh, we were trying to achieve with the help of the local administration uh, that has bring a lot of uh, you know uh, good quality of waste has been coming in terms of segregated waste so which makes our life easier in terms of segregation and recovery mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, i think india is in very right track i'm very optimistic if we can keep the same momentum uh, we can uh, balance the waste crisis not completely mm. solved but at least uh, some extent we can able to tackle well it's really cool to hear um, that you're doing what you're doing and um, yeah as we you touched on earlier I've, i've went to india before my granddad is actually indian um, oh. he's from maharashtra but oh. he was um, yeah he was he, he grew up in scotland and uh, that's that's how i ended up here today but oh, i went yeah. to travel to visit where he where he grew up Two years ago, like I drove sort of Indian or <laughs> yeah. I've got. I, I think his his family were Portuguese from a oh, long okay. time ago, or some of them. So I think it's some weird mix. But um, I was lucky enough to travel on a motorbike from uh, Goa to um, Himachal Pradesh to Rishikesh. Wow. Um, to Rishikesh, I it's like my <laughs> breaks whenever I get. Uh, it's so beautiful. So I went for a dip there in the water, um, and it's just like lush beautiful glacier water glaciated water but i really had to say that on my journey through maharashtra and um even into really just all the way up actually i mean punjab was okay but nice. there was an excessive amount of plastic at the roadside and so many of the rivers had plastic waste and i, I could really see that waste management was a huge issue and i just say plastic but um a lot of chemical runoff um there was all sorts of stuff you'd always still find a family of pigs like in this mucky right. river still drinking and eating stuff but yeah, I, think uh, I could see that the waste management was was really one of the biggest issues right uh, so james uh, just to add on uh, i took a wonderful ride uh, which uh, i traveled from uh, kochi to kanyakumari on a cycle which uh, yeah. bicycle where yeah bicycle. <laughs> it's hardcore it's 10 days journey it was mm. so long but it was a very memorable that's where it brought closer uh, to me that to work on the environmental challenges on a personal load mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what what would you say that actually is um we know that inland communities and coastal communities are are, are both very responsible for plastic pollution um being because plastic travels through rivers and then out into the ocean um what are you doing to combat or how are you trying to help in that fight against plastic pollution in the oceans uh, right i think for us over a period of time uh, that has become our mission of our company to able to bring uh, a huge uh, difference uh, able to make so we run a very uh, you know interesting program uh, which is called coastal resilience for plastic pollution uh, the basically the program is to make this coastal communities more resilient and uh, focusing on uh, implementing sustainable waste management solutions so that no waste ends up in the seas and uh, oceans and apart we also engage certain fishermen communities to collect uh, you know waste from the sea so that they can generate some livelihood by you know incentivizing them for their efforts and uh, most of the waste uh, plastic waste we collect uh, in our you know on day to day basis i can say an average you know 10 tons would be from ocean bound plastics which is in the you know within the uh, you know 5 to 10 kilometers from the sea 
uh so we see i think uh, uh right now even our operation focus was more on the entire coastal region of india you know that's where uh, because uh, the waste is ending up in the oceans which is very difficult or very expensive to recover but uh, you can uh, tackle the problem at the source that's where you know the when the waste entering into the sea so uh that and right now we've been also working with certain you know international organizations uh to do some you know uh, adopt certain innovations which can uh, you know uh, uh, capture certain rivers uh, which can capture the waste so that you know because a lot of way uh, rivers meet the sea so we are trying to uh, able to make this uh, you know waste traps which can actually mm-hmm. uh so all uh, you know record maximum but uh, mm-hmm. the major so you have a trap that you have a trap on the end of the river that catches right. stuff coming uh, this is the project that we have for the next year next financial year mm-hmm. uh but so far we've been working with the communities but i would say is if the villages or towns or cities if they are being responsibly managing their waste management with the maximum recovery and segregation of waste i think uh we can uh, solve the crisis in a systematic way rather than a clean up or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get it at the source well amazing actually um, i just wanted to say thank you very much for all the work you're doing um it's really really amazing to hear you and the, the whole business behind you working to tackle not just one sdg um i was quite surprised when you didn't say the first sdg you're tackling wasn't responsible consumption and production but actually you're also looking at no poverty you're trying to create jobs you mentioned that you are trying to reduce the cost of recyclable materials for the recycling companies to buy um so this really is quite a holistic solution and also with a grassroots uh, beginning so uh, i really 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 appreciate you and the work that you're doing and telling your story today um and i hope you've enjoyed coming on to chat about it with me i think um, james uh, it was a very uh, good interactive and i think you have built a very good narrative uh, so i think uh, to conclude yes mm. we need solutions uh, which are enterprising which are self sustainable and uh, that can scale up you know i think mm. uh, uh because uh, the waste management is not something like a charity or a cleaning up you know on an occasional way uh times but it's something a uh, more enterprising there should be more companies like green homes popping up around and more innovation should be around that we can solve but conclusion is an individual should take responsibility of you know disposing the waste properly if we can take mm-hmm. that ownership of the waste and dispose or reduce the waste generation i think that's where the consumer behavioral change would come up and a systematic mm-hmm. change uh, mm-hmm. but we are all you know part of the ecosystem trying to do efforts so thanks for the you know uh, giving us the opportunity to give our voice you know to inspire others to start something and all so very thankful and yeah Thanks for listening to the STG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow STG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash and United Nations community. The goal of STG Talks is to bring you value. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on STG Talks.